We're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here Cause we're coaches united, ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited, cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen to the voices that you hear Cause it's evident, ain't no division in here, see? We wanna thank you for tuning in to the Coaches United Podcast A podcast that has everyone in mind Where everyone's differences are embraced and celebrated. Where we see you, we hear you, and most importantly, we stand with you. What matters to you, matters to us. Este podcast is para toda mi gente. Ahora más que nunca, debemos estar unidos. Y cuando estamos unidos, somos más fuertes. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Las culturas unidas jamás serán vencidas. What's up, everybody? Thank you for being here. Welcome to the Coaches United Podcast, Season 4. Today, we are going to be talking about environmental activism and climate change. And I'm here with you, uh, as always, with Gemma, another one of our hosts. Hello, nice to be back. I'm excited about this conversation. We also have Lukene. Hello there, my name is Lukene Sotomayor, and I am a surf photographer and anthropologist, um, right now living on the Tlacoquia First Nation territories, most commonly known as Tofino in Vancouver Island, Canada, but I'm originally from Mexico. Awesome, thank you for being here. And we also have Momo, another one of our guests. Hi, uh, I'm Momo Rutkin. I am a software engineer at Amazon, uh, recently graduated uh, with a computer science and environmental science background. Nice to be here with you all. Thank you, Momo. Um, <clears throat> man, today's episode is really, um, in my opinion, is one of the most important uh, that we've done. Um, and really, I mean, every conversation that we that we do in here, every, every conversation is is important you know like change happens it starts to happen when we have the conversation that's the starting point you know recognizing things and uh, and talking about it you know um and we here today because we believe that environmental activism and climate change are very important topics so we're gonna be going through some questions and discussing um as always we encourage you to direct any questions any comments um, to our Instagram or hit us up through Facebook, um, whatever is easiest for you. We also got uh, our email and we'll have all those details at the end of the episode. But why don't you get us started, Gemma? Cool. So just for ease of listening to the audience, I have questions for both Lucene and Momo, and then I have some general questions. So I'll start by asking Lucene the first question, and then I'll ask Momo the similar question, um, and then we'll just alternate from there. Cool. Um, so, Lucene, can you speak to your past and current experience as an activist? 
Yeah, of course. I just didn't have a chance to say thank you, but thank you for the invite. I think it's awesome that you guys are doing this to like spread awareness and actually talk and have that conversation. Um, so for the question, I think in the past, I've always had like a strong sense of justice. And as more like as I was growing up and getting more into environmentalism, I realized that hands on is pretty important to actually create change. And I'd say that more than just like spreading awareness in social media and stuff like that, when I was in university, I had the opportunity to join clubs that would be with the Ancient Forest Alliance trying to protect, I don't know, the old growth on Vancouver Island, um, as well as with other groups in university, we would start um, mobilizing groups, large groups of people with when um, Greta Thunberg was going on with all the Fridays um, of action. And slowly, I've been in that kind of world for, of the activism, but I think also my life hasn't taken me to a path that has to do with art. And I tried to use that as a tool to create some sort of, um, yeah, to create, yeah, imagery that inspires people or that sparkles some sort of idea or emotion in people that can, I don't know, draw back like the attention to nature and our connection with nature. And I think that's a really subtle way to create some sort of activism. And that's what I'm trying to do right now. Cool. Awesome. Yeah, I've definitely been following McKinney for a while. And if you if you haven't heard or seen her stuff, um, she has an Instagram. Would you mind plugging that in? Oh, yeah, of course. My Instagram is at Lucene Sotomayor, S-O-T-O-M-A-Y-O-R. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, she has beautiful images of just the, the West Coast and Vancouver Island. And um, I think for me, it, it makes me really consider how important that sense of like, beauty and also roughness. I think the ocean is so disconnected from the rest of the world and so wild versus the earth, which is very grounding. So I think it's a beautiful image to see people really conquering that, but also working with it um, in the surf form. So um, I love that and definitely agree with the imagery sense too. We're in such a visual world with social media and art and um, movies and TV shows and stuff that it's so important and really impactful to spread that kind of message through that medium. Yeah, totally. And then I think I think try to focus on work like somehow, you know, when they say kill them with kindness, kinda mm -hmm. like still bringing back that um, that thought into the people. Like I don't know, they're scrolling down. In Instagram, for example, or if they're looking at my work, I want them also to think about like the beauty side of it. Know that I'm not saying that the world doesn't have pain and all these crazy things are happening, but I want to, yeah, make like sparkle something people thinking like, oh, this is so beautiful. We're so connected to nature that we need to protect it and humans. And instead of, because I could probably showcase like a really rough really, you know, like all the leader, you know, the ocean kind of leadered or trees caught and everything, but I don't, I rather spread some sort of positivity and colors and life in using that in an art form instead of something a bit more um, confrontational, I think, 
killing them with kindness, you know, like just spreading beauty and trying to, I don't know, work with words and ideas and all this kind of thing. I think that's another way for myself to also situate myself in this world and understand that everything around me is so interconnected. And I, through photography, and especially surf photography, I've been able to connect with nature so much more. And now, and like, I just feel part of it. And like, why would I not put that as a big priority in my life yeah. when the house is on fire, technically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's crazy, I don't know. And trying to pair my career with what actually matters in the world. That's what I've been at lately. That's that's awesome. You know, I, I really like and respect that because I, I've like like you said, killing him with kindness, like basically bringing ha happiness into this world in, in your own way, because mm -hmm. like, to be honest with you, there's a lot of things to not be happy about in this world, like a, a lot of things that are not going too well. Like, I, I mean, a lot of natural disasters right now. Today is September 8th. Uh, 2021 just recently we've seen uh, a, a bunch of uh, natural disasters happening from fires in California to storms in the east coast um, all, all over that that's just in the United States let's in the rest of the world there's all kinds of stuff happening every day um, and yeah we could be showing those things but I also you know the uh, uh, one time I heard something um from my grandma she was saying um what if the world is heaven what if the world is heaven what if the everything you see all these beautiful things that you see in the world nature what if that's heaven you know and like there's a lot of people i think you know once i die i'm gonna go heaven but what if you've been in heaven this whole time and and we haven't been taking care of heaven that well you know so I, I think it's amazing and it's beautiful that you are showcasing all these beautiful things about the world because we need to see it at, at the same time it motivates some of us to get out there, you know, and um, and experience those things by, our, by ourselves, you know, uh, and keep those things intact, you know, keep them beautiful, you know, the way they are pictured, the way how beautiful it looks on your screen, that's the way you want to keep it, you know yeah totally and i think it's really like because i really like to make my photography really dreamy and really like beautiful so it calls the eye and it's kind of like poetry for me with the eye and like kind of lyrical in my ear but everything is an image um but to me it's also really like when people tell me like oh your photo is really awesome really pretty or something i'm like oh thanks but have you take the time to like actually look outside of your window, like that same plant that I took the photo of. Yeah. And also contemplate it too. And it's right here. And it's like so available to you, like in terms of nature. And yeah, I don't know. It's like we were we were saying, just um share the value and connection in the dreamy world that we live, because it's just insane. If you take a pause and you forget about the screens and these crazy like society dream that we created and this crazy narrative that now we're so distracted with it like this game that is now like money and power and like yeah. all these things that we've created like if you put them outside and you just go outside you just take a breath and like you look around you and everything you see is just life yeah. and like 
this is a crazy world and it's so beautiful and it's our home and like it's so gentle and at the same time so crazy and like um, I don't know it's so amazing and to me not prioritizing that is just insane it's like and say again like we're watching Netflix while the kitchen is already on fire <laughs> and like we're not really doing anything I don't know but then I remember growing up really frustrated at the same time that like really hoping that one day everyone was going to be like you know what let's just fix the world <laughs> and by the same time I grew up frustrated because thing after thing after thing and nothing stops and it's just like a big snowball just carrying on with all these issues and like I don't know even with that I'm like I remember one of the profs in university was saying that he's now old, right? And like, he's like, well, it's been years since I've been fighting climate change, but min minimal things have happened, but they can happen. Just remember that you can still dance along the way. And that to me is like a big thing in life as well. So all these things are happening and I wanna prioritize that and take care of that and share with the people and, and actually, I don't know, really move forward and go against the climate change. But at the same time, with the same as say as well with the photos, spreading happiness and dancing with it and enjoying it. Because at the end, my life is gonna last, I don't know how long, but I just wanna make sure that I'm fully living it and that I'm giving back that, right? So I don't know. That's what I'm trying to to convey. <laughs> Yeah, thank you for that too. It's really grounding to hear that a sense of balance is really core and primary to attacking these kind of issues, but also to like living a life where you have the capacity to make change. Um, I'd love to direct this to Momo as well and hear about your experience. Um, are you able to give us some insights on your knowledge or experience with environmental well-being and mitigating climate change? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think first, I just want to um, show my appreciation for Lucina for what she's doing. I think in a world where everyone's always looking at their phone, sometimes they lose that attachment that they have to our natural surroundings. And even the simplest things like a flower in your backyard is actually a very beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that you're bringing that back into people's lives in the form of something that everyone is using these days is social media. So I just want to say thank you. Um, to talk a little bit about uh, my experience with environmental well-being, um, when I was in college, I worked in air quality research. So I would create um, air quality sensors out of very affordable materials in hopes that we can create a, a sensor that can accurately detect uh, certain pollution levels within our environment while still being feasible for lower income communities to take part in it as well. So I was doing that in college. Um, we use that to detect air quality levels within my college area. And now that same knowledge is being transferred to elementary schools and middle schools across Atlanta to be able to give that knowledge for those children to build those in their communities as well. Um, so um, I guess ever since I moved to Seattle, uh, I haven't unfortunately been taking uh, part in that, uh, mostly because of distance and um, other work that I'm involved in. Um, 
but part of the reason why I participated that in the first place uh, has to do with two reasons. One being that I have asthma, so I directly feel the impacts of the amount of carbon emissions that we're putting into our air. Um, but the second thing is that uh, every summer I used to go to Japan in a rural part where there was no industry work going on. And when I was in elementary school, there was one year where I started to notice the air quality going down. So every year when I would go back and forth, I would take my first whiff of fresh air, uh, fresh air in Japan and I would feel a significant difference. Mm. And there I felt really safe because I knew that I was breathing in really good quality air. Uh, but then once that started changing and I started noticing no difference, that's when it really hit me. Like the amount of carbon emissions was hitting all parts of the world. Although the part of Japan I'm in has faced this more insignificant amount. Like when we talk about China, certain parts of the US, it is to the levels where people can't even step outdoors. And we even feel that in Seattle now mm. with the amount of like forest fires we've had. So um, I guess that's one um, part that has to do with environmental well-being that I'm fully invested into. Um, mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I guess, yeah. <laughs> I mean, air quality is like something that people don't realize how important it is. I feel like people don't realize how important it is until they cancel like the big NFL games or things like that you know when things are being canceled they're like oh wow the air quality is that bad you know but it's also it's it's something that we should be aware of you know um especially for people that have um like health issues already you know or i guess yeah like health matters that they're dealing with already you know um it it can really make a difference you know and and for us as human beings i mean i maybe there's people out there that like to be cooped up at home but to be honest, for me, I, I like to go outside. I like to be outdoors, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so to be able to go out somewhere and know that there's going to be good air quality, you know, that you're going to be able to breathe that air because, you know, it's that's one of the reasons we go outside is to get some fresh air, you know? So uh, I think uh, it is something important, but it's also something that is happening a lot more, I feel like more often, with the wildfires especially mm-hmm. um i didn't i i mean it's it's the summer is not over fire season is not over here yet but la, like last year was way worse compared to this year um but at the same time you know like fires are it seems like they're becoming bigger and bigger every year or uh consuming more acreage every year so um it really impacts um our the air quality so i appreciate the work you've done with air quality because it's important to us you know it's another one reason we're alive as human beings is because we're able to breathe air um but it, it is also something that we gotta be more aware of you know we gotta be more knowledgeable of. for sure yeah you hit a good point so um air quality can definitely ruin a lot of like mental insta- uh, instability for a lot of people if they have to stay indoors but not only that it actually causes a lot of physical um issues as well like when mm-hmm. seattle was at the what was at its worst for the forest fires last year it was stepping outside was almost as if smoking 18 cigarettes which is kind of crazy to think about right 
Mm. So we are actually can cause lung cancer and a bunch of other sort of serious issues uh, because of these climate change phenomenons that's going on. And going back to the forest fires, a lot of people would argue forest fires are normal. They've been, they've been happening for thousands of years, but mm. it's more about the frequency at which it happens, which is what climate change is all about. So um, for certain environments, such as Washington, which is not normally going through very serious forest fires all the time, if that keeps happening, then the resilience of that environment will slowly deteriorate to the point of no return. So that's really the scary point is that forests can recover if you give it enough time because our earth is very strong and it's able to do those type of things if it has enough time to do it. But if we keep like pushing them harder and harder, then one day we have nothing to return to. So we're going to have like barren forests, you know, like dried up water. So um, hopefully this podcast and um, like works of a lot of other environmental activists can kind of push toward the urgency of that. Like we may see subtle changes today, but one day that subtle change will tip, like actually tip over um, our last chance of getting back to like the environment that we grew up with. So, yeah. yeah. I, th I think that um, it's, it's really important that, you know, uh, that we keep doing this work. I think that we are can be environmental activists. Uh, at the end of the day, this this world that we live in, this universe that we, uh, this planet that we live in, is our home. You know, if if something really bad happens to it, then my neighbor is gonna be uh, affected by it too, regardless of our political views. Mm -hmm. We all have a certain amount of responsibility with this this this, this world that we live in, and. Um, it is right now it's not times to to be ignoring it or be making it political is that's not what it's about what it's about is like our responsibility you know because you got to think about the outcome of our, our actions you know if you're the type of person that likes to litter to likes to just not really care about the environment in a way that you just consume and throw away or like um burn or do things that, that 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 can potentially have an impact in our in our in our world then you know you're not doing this the society any good you know you're just being selfish at that point i think that we gotta look at it from a um outside of the box out of outside of our, ourselves you know like think about what what could happen you know um like you said a few years down the line, you know, is, is there, is, is, are these things that we can come back to, you know, like, can, can I, uh, 20 years later, can I take my, my daughter to the national park that I went to, or is it going to be gone? Like, cause you're right, you know, like, yes, forests can grow, you know, um, but there's a, there's a, there's a cycle to it. There's a certain process to it. It's not like it burns and immediately it's burnt, it's born. No, like if you do your research, you'll see, you know, that uh, there's a process to it. And yeah, like fires have been going around for a long time. I can tell you from the cultural aspect that Native Americans used to do prescribed burns themselves, you know, but that was for harvesting reasons. And that was back in the day before like a bunch of, uh, 
towns and home homes were built you know nowadays there's so many thousands of people that are being displaced because of these fires because our climate only adds on to the fire itself you know like extreme winds extreme drought situations where the fire are no longer being fueled the same way that it was back in the day you know things are different these are a bunch of uh, combination of things that are making the perfect storms so yeah oh no no no. I was just agreeing yeah I was gonna say it's very like intentional versus unintentional and I think if we're talking about like working synonymously or um with our environment I don't think that intentionally harming it is the right way and and you know traditionally or culturally these kind of burns were in um in support and promoting the health of the environment whereas now it's very unintentional and it's caused by like the negative impacts of pollution or industrial um, manufacturing and all of this kind of stuff. Um, so it's very interesting. I also like Momo and Lucena, it's so interesting speaking about awareness, how both of your um, paths really feed into each other, like knowing about the quality of air and knowing about how to attack that and how to gather data and research and stuff is so important to inform people. For example, like Lucena or like anybody, um, what's going on and then also like Lucene having like a different artistic approach to it it's building awareness from all different facets right you've got the facts and then you've got the artistry and then you've got the um environment and you've got the places and the positionality uh so it's really interesting hearing you both talk a bit more about it mm -hmm. um also to do with our next question both of you is a very similar question as well so feel free to interject or talk talk about um your own experiences can or connect, but um, how do your values regarding environmental justice uh, translate into your lifestyle? Um, and Lucena, if you want to like to answer that first. Yeah, totally. As like a bit linked to what you were talking about just before you asked the question and kind of linking it to the question, I think it's fun because I was just talking to one of my best friends this weekend and we were all saying how at this moment, as I'm talking, there's so many forest defenders, you know, trying to protect the old growth on Vancouver Island. And then there's just to mention one crazy thing going on in the, in the world. But as all these things are happening, one as human can feel so small against this huge monster that is like climate change and that it's real. And that we're like, okay, what do we do now? Like stop straws and like, but I think it's like, to me, it translates more to we all have, even though we would like to be the heroes to like save everything right now, I think we all have to be really grounded first and look around us and be like, okay, who am I and what's my mission here? Because as you were saying, Gemma, I think we definitely have different ways and different to tackle this. Perhaps for me are my skills and what I love to do and that's how I approach it. Oh, for other people it's more like on the front lines and and it's really re like valuable that way. And I honor that everybody has a different um, role in this world, but the best part is to make it happen. And I think in my end, it really has to do with using those values like that I resonate with on environmentalism to put it into my actual lifestyle 
I think it comes with every day. It's kind of like bushwalking, like every day you're like, you don't really know where you're going, but you're just like pushing it. And like, to me it has to do a lot with really, again, going back to who I am really in this world and try to, I, I'm really trying to tap a lot in my lifestyle, going back, like ignore all these things that we're very distracted with and go back to the most like actual touchable and like actually things that, and it's so simple that makes sense to me. Like we are just this force that is life and we're all interconnected. And it would be really hypocritical of me or like just not good to ignore this all and pretend that it's not happening and just pursue a lifestyle that is just being detrimental for everyone else because my home is also the home for like, I think 7.8 billion people or something like that, like a lot of people. And to me, I just, I don't know, everything that I do has an effect on somebody else. And I think that when I'm aware of this, I'm aware of what I'm choosing and actions so I can also put into perspective these other people that like, right now I'm in my room and I don't really know what's happening outside, but I know there's people in the world in rural areas, for example, that they don't have any more irrigation systems because the climate is so messed up that they can no longer sustain their lives. And it's just also not like fighting it and like fighting it, yeah, spreading awareness, but also reaching out to people that have like the lead in the world and persist because it can be really frustrating, right? But at the same time, as I'm saying it, yeah, it can be frustrating, but if I'm, I'm, I'm mad, I'm not going to let you win. I'm just going to try to, again, like fight it with like being gentle, but like fighting it back. And I don't know, I think like to me, because I know I'm at age and with my background, I still have a lot to go, I'm hoping, in my life path. But I also think that like we always talk about like the future generations, right? and how the future generations are changing the world and how we're changing the world. But like, come on, every generation can change it. I'm not gonna like create this messed up world and then bring these generations into the world and let them lead, like deal with it. Like we need to take responsibility, each of us and everyone has to discover what that means for them and in what terms they can do something because Maintaining a lifestyle that is not sustainable for the planet is just how do you how do you go with it, right? So I think in every action, how we communicate, how we see the world, how we perceive it, and how we how what we spread in the world has to do with it. And like little actions, yeah, like actually, um, like recycling and all these things matter. But I think it goes way deeper than that. Like understanding that this is a huge connection, and we cannot lose any track in there. Mm -hmm. yeah Amen. no I very much agree um Momo do you have any um points to that as well yeah for sure um I think I think we can is definitely right in that we every action everything we say what we do does have an impact on someone or something and at the same time, maybe the subtlest things that you didn't even know you can make a difference in, you can for the climate change movement as well. So one thing could be the people that you vote for. So a lot of people tend to focus on the higher level 
maybe presidential elections, governmental elections, but even voting for local government authorities can make a huge difference in the climate change movement because a lot of the times it can start in your local community first. You don't, the talk of climate change can get really big and overwhelming um, as we talked about before, you know, like there's so many things going on and sometimes focusing on your local environment is a good place to start. Um, so talking on like how I try to put, try to um, maybe have some environmental justice in my day-to-day -day life. I have a hydroponic set where I grow locally produced vegetables and stuff because actually carbon footprint on bringing produce from different parts of the world can actually be very carbon intensive. So small things like that, thinking about what sort of choices you make, what whether to go to the farmer's market and buy locally versus shipping bananas from like across the world, things like that um, can make a big difference as well. So, yeah. It, um, what you both are talking about, like taking an action-based approach uh, reminds me of this word um, I tried to look it up. I think it's praxis, which is like translated as the process by which theory, lesson, or skill is enacted, embodied, or realized. So like really taking the knowledge that you have about climate change or environmental justice and applying that in your life, like, like recycling or like growing plants in a hydroponic system. Um, and I think that's really important to hear too, just as much as spreading awareness is how people can approach it because um, what Lucene was saying, saying really resonates with me and I hear a lot of people say is that it's such a big issue. It's like climate change in the world and it's the environment. And you, I can't even fathom how big the world is. I've seen such a small fraction of it, but um, thinking about approaching that and tackling the health of the, the earth is such a big thing. Um, so a question I have for you both, um, and which you kind of answered a little bit as well is what are some tangible approaches that you would suggest for someone who would want to take action in preventing climate change or be more active in environmental justice? Like are there organizations you would recommend or maybe hydroponic system or what, what, what kind of things would you, um, what advice would you give to people who want to be more active in that sense? Moa, let me go first. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, so actually, while you were talking, I also thought of another action that may not seem like an action to a lot of people, but actually getting more informed. So reading articles on climate change and trying to gain more knowledge of what's going on in the world is actually a huge action that people can take because that knowledge can impact the way that you act and talk to other people. And in return, like that person, maybe that you have impacted with your actions or words from what you've read can make a big impact overall. Um, so I guess one of the simplest things you could do is to just pick out an article from the Environmental Protection Agency or any sort of like climate change awareness uh, websites or news articles. So I'd say that would be one of them. Mm -hmm. Another thing could be as simple as volunteering to pick up garbage from your local beaches because it's not just plastic straws that are polluting the earth, um, the oceans and causing a lot of fish hazards, but other plastics as well. There's so many things floating into our oceans and doing as much as we can to get involved with even the oceans in our own community can make a huge difference. So um, yeah, I'd say those are some of the things that floats to mind right now. 
Totally. No, I do agree a lot. And I think as um kind of like making a complimentary to what you were saying is that for me a lot has to do also with listening and yes, getting informed for sure, as well as like also listening and being taking a holistic approach on indigenous um perspectives and knowledge because I think sometimes in this Western world we we rely heavily in different sciences, which I think it's awesome because humans can do crazy, amazingly things. But at the same time, I think we've lost so much connection with actual nature and the actual spirit of it. And um, all the native cultures allow us and they have so much knowledge and they're so rich in it. And I think this also helps including every culture into this society in the, um, trying to listen to them and what they have to say and show them respect and show them that we want to learn from them and that we honor their culture and that we as uh, settlers, we want to collaborate and protect this earth and protect our cultures. And um, I think doing that and as well as create conversations, I think there's a lot of people like they don't necessarily want to pollute just to pollute or they just want to like, I don't think there's a lot of like, yeah, there's evil in the world, but I don't think most of the people are trying to do this. I think they're just unaware. And I think if there's more education about it, then we can bring more people together and even just like, just like really go out for a walk and like really contemplate nature and yes, pick up the garbage. But also if you are feeling a bit more, if you're already doing your best, if you're going zero waste or you're trying to do your best in recycling and composting and like saving your electricity or switching to a bike instead of like um, driving every day and like you're doing all these things, I think also reaching out to politicians and people up there and message them and honestly show them your voice because that's what they're also there for right I think there's so many ways that we can tackle things and I think yeah we cannot we're not going to do it all perfectly but every small action helps so much yeah yeah I I agree with that like that last part that you said like connects with what we had said earlier um of like i mean you don't you don't have to be the savior of the world by yourself like no nobody has to mm -hmm. we have to act as a whole mm -hmm. all of us you know because um your actions the the little things that you do in your daily life is gonna cause an effect it's gonna be a positive you know add to the positive of the world but if we are doing it we're gonna as a whole we're gonna create crazy immense impacts in this world you know like if we all can get on the same page you know it's not like it it's no longer about you like you may be off to good like you might have a nice house a nice car and everything and a nice life but outside of that what's happening you know are you aware of what's happening outside of your bubble that that's what is that's what it is you know it's like um to question whether you are pitching in positive things into this world 
or just being a bystander, you know, uh, or, you know, it, it, we're entering, I, I think, who, who was it? Um, not too long ago where there was something that came out, I said, we have this much time before it's too late. Uh, I can't remember. Can somebody refresh my mind of how the whole thing went? Um, where, you know what I mean? A couple of years ago where we had an, a study or something like that come out. Where uh, it was like, do you mean the about the 1.5 degree change? Yes, so, that's it. That's it. Yeah. So basically, um, there is a conference that happens every year called COP, the Conference of the Parties. It discusses uh, sustainability related goals that has to do with, um, if I remember the acronym correctly, our um, sustainable development goals, which are a bunch of goals that are listed out that are supposed to help mitigate the effects or fight climate change. And what they basically say is that we need to only hit well below 1.5 degrees Celsius by 2050. Um, and that's 1.5 degrees Celsius um, above pre-industrial levels to not see serious effects of climate change. Uh, but preferably we'd want a lower amount of temperature change. But um, I think the last time we checked up on uh, these goals, was last year during the conference. And in that conference, they talked about how we've already reached one degrees. So we have 0.5 degrees to go and we're probably going to hit it in around 10 years. So we're definitely not gonna meet the original goals, but that doesn't mean we should still not work towards making it happen. But I think I think that's what you're getting at, if I'm correct. Yeah, I mean, there you go. It's like goals as a whole. Like it's not like Joe or uh, John Doe over here has to accomplish that. It's like us, all of us as a whole, you know. And the way we can accomplish those is like work working collectively, you know, like working collectively, like our communities. Like you said, it all starts with like our leaders. What are our leaders preaching about? What are they doing? Can Do they actually get, care about our community and our world? Um, and the, are, are they supportive? Because, you know, this is, not the, this is not the 1960s anymore. Like, we're in, like, way past that, you know? We, we know, we've seen it, study after study. Like, I don't know how many things I've seen about climate change, you know? And... It's real. It's real. It's, it's, it's something that if, if you want to keep fighting and say that it's not real, like what, what are you, what, what is your backup data? What, what is your, um, I guess, I guess, you know, what, what, what can it, what, what data can you use to back up your claims? You know, that global warming isn't happening. That is not real. That's something like we have to be, honest with ourselves and realize that the change is happening. Things, things are happening. You know, I can tell you from my stand, from my own experiences, I used to work for the forest service as a firefighter. You know, I'm out there. I was out there every summer fighting the flames. And I can tell you that in four years that I was there, it only kept getting worse and worse. 
And now I still stay in touch with uh, my fellow firefighters that are still out there. And we all can tell you that it is getting worse and worse. Like that every year, like it only gets worse, you know? So what is, you know, like some of these people I don't believe in the climate change that uh, that is not happening. The global warming is not happening, you know? You gotta have some some data to back up your claims, you know? And if not, you gotta get on the same boat. You gotta, like, we gotta keep working collectively. Um, and I mean, I may be coming from a harsh point of view, but at the same time, like, we we need to work collectively, you know? We, we need to stop making it a, you know, a political uh, views that like, because my political leader is telling me this, that, that disqualifies what you're saying. You know, we, we just got to be honest with ourselves. We, and we got to be able to hold ourselves accountable. I think at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to is like, hold yourself accountable for the actions that you're doing, you know? Um, that's what it is, in my opinion. Yeah. Also, what I'm really getting out of this conversation as well is it's a really strong sense of how accessible, even touching environmental justice is. Like, um, like you don't have to be a leader to do it. Everyone's like contributions are extremely important and valuable. And if you don't want to be a leader, there's so many ways to support people who are, or to support organizations, or volunteering in the community, like Momo said, or listening to podcasts or like expanding your knowledge. Um, so it's just like so many different facets. So I love that, you know, you can approach it as an individual, you can connect it to your own values, but also really look at it as, oh, this is a way for me to connect to my community. This is a way for me to feel like I belong and to, to understand the world in a better way because I can look at how indigenous tribes support this issue or have a connection to the environment um, or how people in, Europe we're approaching this or people in South America are approaching it and there's so many different ways that there's a lot of flexibility for an individual to look at climate change and think okay me myself like what do I value what do I live for how do I live my life and what ways can I change that and incorporate different knowledge different knowledges or practices um, in order to be like a human who contributes to global society um, which I think is really interesting and it is political and it is artistic and it is all of these things because it's just like, I don't know, there's just so many facets, but um, it is a big issue, but it's also so easy to contribute to it and to be a part of that. Uh, even just reading an article a day, like Momo was saying as well. Um, I also wanted to ask both of you, uh, what are your current aspirations regarding environmental justice um, and how will you approach these in the future? This could be professional or personal or anything that you might want to see um, happening in the world regarding the topic. Uh, Lucene, do you want to start maybe? Yeah, that's a heavy question because, um, oh my God, I've always grown up like really, really trying to be super optimistic on like what can be better and what, how the ideal world can look like. But I think baby steps, but like, I think we also don't have too much time for like that many baby steps, but I think we should just tackle like, I don't know, to me it just seems that 
slowly but steady I'm starting to see more people actually concerned and actually taking action and I can see it even um you know my aunties and stuff like that you know like women that are like older and like you know they learn something different from the world different ages and generations and I think that even them now you know they're into it and like stuff like that I think aspirations if I let my really like creative mind go, I will talk about like beautiful things that I really want to see. But I think if I just come more practical and more real and down to earth, I think I'd love to see a bit more of people like getting together more to actually tackle different situations and see like, I don't know, sometimes I don't know how to cope with um, like, cause the world, like the world has always been chaos, but now you see in news or on Instagram, social media, like images of, for example, like uh, climate refugees yeah. and stuff like that. And you can easily just like scroll down, you know, and ignore it. But I've slowly been having more and more conversations about this with people and I think for me, a big, the big aspiration as well is to, because my life, me, Lukeni, like my life goes around this a lot. Like my life, my mission in life, I think, well, not in life, but like in my career is like, yes, to generate and create beautiful imagery that um, shows somehow the joy that I get from doing it. And that inspires people to live their best life, but also living your best life, at least for me, means living fully and plenty. And like that means also where you are situated. And it's in this world, in this planet, and what's happening in this planet matters so much to my life. And like I'm also important to it somehow. So I think just trying to see people more involved into it and I think I've been seeing it and I don't know slowly but steady I feel like we're definitely making a change um but the most tangible things to me as well are like um yeah fighting that how do you call that like when people just ignore things and um and actually make them know that it that it it matters and finding power in our words and how people communicate as well. And just also knowing that everything is so interconnected that when you talk about environment, you cannot talk about, you know, you cannot talk about it without touching things as gender dynamics, for example, and uh, cultural relativism and all these things, because to me, everything's connected, even in languages like Spanish, we refer to mother nature. Well, I'm saying mother nature, right? But like stuff like that, like la naturaleza, like we're, you know, giving these, like we're trying to understand the world through these human eyes. And all we can do is just like understand that we're humans and that we're trying to, I don't know, just think holistically. And I don't know exactly my aspirations are gonna look, but I think like after time, seeing just more and more people involved into it especially from the people around me makes me feel better even just having more conversations about it
Yeah, I really loved how you touched on like the importance of support and mental health dealing with these kind of things. I think that comes in along with the community contributions and everything, but really supporting people. Like mm-hmm. if, if someone sees the issue of climate change and they're denying it or they don't feel like it, they're comfortable with it, it's like, oh, well, how, how can I support you in, in making it more accessible? And like, what is difficult about it for you? And why, why is it something you don't want to talk about? Um, also, I just wanted to um, emphasize too, like having massive aspirations or beauty and dreams and seeing the world in a way I think is also so important because who would imagine iPhones and who would imagine like self-driving cars and all these crazy things that are happening right now? Yeah. Um, if you don't let your imagination kind of take over and have that creative spirit or creative approach to the world, I think that's equally as valuable as looking at things in a realistic way. I definitely feel like sometimes I get a bit idealistic but I also love that and it's such a great way for me to connect to people and for me to maintain hope about the future too. Um, Momo what do you have to say on that topic? Yeah so yeah you guys hit on such a good point so because the problem is so complex and you can tackle climate change in so many different ways you need people to be very creative and to have huge aspirations that's what we really need right now and every every generation, right? Um, And part of that um, sort of also comes with the amount of like interconnectedness of everything. So a lot of people sometimes don't realize how having a system, like making sure to keep a sustainable environment is also as important as like making sure we have sustainable human well-being and that, being in a corporate environment or nonprofit, they all have those components as well. So for example, doing things such as uh, giving people a livable wage can actually help impact the fight for climate change because then those people have more opportunity to buy things that may be a lot more sustainable and environmentally friendly. And uh, it can also improve mental health as well. So yeah, there's just, things that may not even seem completely related to environmental science that, uh, at all that actually is super related. And those sort of changes that you can make to even be more conscious of what people are going through, whether it's from the environment or from something else can make a huge difference. Um, going a little bit into like professional career. So currently I'm a software engineer at a tech company for the sustainable tech team. And one of the reasons why I'm in this position right now is because technology is something that is super innovative. So unfortunately, it's not always used for the best reasons, like with the Bitcoin mining that's actually harnessing huge amounts of energy from fossil fuels, which is not great. But there are other things that have been made to help collect data to get more informed about what exactly is going on with our Earth, which I completely applaud. and. I think that there's a lot of potential in technology to make a powerful impact in the sustainability fight in the future as well. So that can even be because it's uh, powering social media and social media can reach thousands, if not hundreds of millions of people, right? And being able to have a platform to share that message is only possible because of technology. So knowing that it's like it's an omnipotent source, source of power Um, I want to be a part of that. So I think going forward, I still want to find a way to integrate technology with the sustainability movement, but 
I'm not too sure how I want that to be like how I see myself being in that yet. I guess that's still something I'm still trying to figure out. Um, in my current team within sustainability tech, I definitely feel like I'm one step closer to my goal and I hope to continue finding ways in which technology can kind of like push towards that climate change movement goal that we all have. So, yeah. That's awesome. I love that um, you brought in the, you know, the responsibility of corporations. I, I mean, I think that's huge too, because yeah, like, like I was saying earlier, you know, we got to work as a team, but also, you know, we got to give this big corporations and on the team too, you know, to really care about just like they go and support social movements too, like black, black lives matter. And then they start investing in uh, communities of color and this and that, you know, they also got to care about the world, you know, because at the end of the day, um, you know, you look, you look at like corporations like Coca-Cola, they are putting a lot of bottles out there like glass and plastic, but they have a responsibility because if they're getting rich from that, they're only gaining, you know, then what are they doing to give back to the people that made them rich, you know? So, because at the end of the day, if they continue to contaminate the world, then it's not doing us any good. So then why should we continue to make them rich? I think that, uh, in my opinion, uh, one of the things that we, we need to start doing more of is holding these corporations accountable, like holding them accountable. Like, what are you doing for the world? Like, with all the money that you have, what are you doing to give back to us? You know, if we're making you rich, then what are you doing to give back to us, you know? And I think one of the biggest things is um, education, you know? I think that um, there's so many, I believe that there's so many people, especially underserved communities, like young people that go unnoticed, um, like that may not get the education uh, support that they could get so they could go where they want to be, you know? Maybe, maybe that's a lost engineer right there because we didn't give that person the opportunities to, to learn, to educate themselves. So I think that really for these corporations to start thinking about like a better future, like how can we all build a better future? Like how, how, how can we um, empower one another to make this a better place? And I think that like you were saying, Gemma, like 10 years ago, we, we have seen phones become as powerful as they are, you know? Um, nowadays we got electric cars. Nowadays we got all kinds of technology, all kinds of amazing things that when I was a kid, I didn't even foresee that happening, you know? So mm -hmm. what does that mean? Like there's so much more to do. There's so much more to learn, to do things, to invent things to put out there. I think that corporations and uh, governments themselves are responsible to continue to empower people so that they can be educated so that they can do something themselves to make the world a better place uh, I would love to see more engineers more scientists more um, environmental um, activists out there that that are doing amazing things you know like I, I can't remember there was a, a while ago I saw a documentary or, or, or a video about 
like how can we potentially make the world a better place with with uh, a, a speaking of environment and i think re being able to reuse certain items you know like how can we re reuse all this plastic in this world that we're throwing away could we potentially reuse it to make roads you know i think i, I saw i saw something where like you know we we gotta be able to just be like uh creative create tools that make our lives easier we've been doing that all along we've been making washing machines and vacuums and things like that that make our lives easier but how can we do that to a bigger um spectrum bigger um that have things that have bigger impacts in the world you know so yeah like for me definitely being able to um to to all put our uh, grain of rice to make this place a better better a better world and the the corporations themselves and the government they definitely got that uh, they got a pitch in as well you know so mm -hmm. i agree it's a collective effort always will be a collective effort um and we're we're basically at the end of our time as well i didn't get to ask all the questions and there are so many more to be asked and answered and so much more to this conversation. So just to encourage anyone listening um, to keep the conversation going, you know, keep talking to your friends. Um, there are plenty of people doing amazing things. Lucene and Momo are wonderful examples of people dedicating their life and their skills and their knowledge to something that they're really passionate about. And um, yeah, get involved, find ways to incorporate it into your life. And it could be also very fun. Like Lucene was saying, I love the analogy of like dancing through things while at the same time really approaching things that are very important um it can be really fun to figure out like going thrift shopping for example instead of a new store or how are you gonna figure out how to make your cooking more sustainable maybe find some new vegetables that you've never tried but that are in season so you don't have to import things and um there's so many ways there's so many things um, but I wanted to extend a massive, massive thank you for Lucene and Momo. We're both really busy and um, hardworking people. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast and thrilled that you made the time to come on and have this conversation. So thanks. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, guys. It's awesome space to like communicate. It's awesome. Thank you for doing it. Of course. Yeah, no, thank you all so much. Cool. Yeah. yeah and um, like I said at the beginning of the episode, you know, if you if you all have any questions that would you like us to pass along, any comments, maybe there's something that really got to you and and and, and had an impact on you or something, you know, let us know. We want to hear from you. Um, so stay tuned. We're definitely gonna come at you with more episodes, um, a lot more content coming up, uh, important conversations just like this one. Um and as we as we always say, you know, change starts from conversations like this. You know, so let's keep it going. Uh, once again, thank you to our guests. It was a pleasure having you. Thank you for uh, sharing your knowledge, your experiences with us, and we'll definitely be in touch. Um, with that being said, thank you everybody, and have a good one.
We're coaches united Ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited Cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen To the voices that you hear Cause it's evident Ain't no division in here Cause we're coaches united Ain't got time to be divided Won't you get excited Cause in the end you'll be delighted That you took a listen To the voices that you hear Cause it's evident Ain't no division in here See? We wanna thank you for tuning in To the Coaches United Podcast A podcast that has everyone in mind where everyone's differences are embraced and celebrated, where we see you, we hear you, and most importantly, we stand with you. What matters to you, matters to us. Este podcast is para toda mi gente. Ahora más que nunca, debemos estar unidos. Y cuando estamos unidos, somos más fuertes. Gracias por estar aquí con nosotros. Las culturas unidas jamás serán vencidas. Cultures United podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, and other platforms. Find our website at www.culturesunited.org or reach out to us on Instagram at Cultures United Podcast and Twitter at The Unity Podcast. Send us your questions, comments, or perspective. We want to hear from you.